Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Good evening. It's current time, and I'm Nick Winters with WRITG News. Tonight, a shattered continent. Dragons running amok. And a random duo that seems to think they can do something about it. And of course, the weather. But right now, we're going to go live on location to our three favorite guys Ken, Trevor, Arcos. What do you see? I am Ken Brown, and as your Game Master, I welcome you back to the world of Riven, the Shattered Continent. Will the rest of this merry band introduce themselves? Hello there, uh, I'm Harko's Iron Job Sorrow, and I'm an Alakokra monk. And the world is confusing lately, but I plan to use my second chance to give everyone else theirs. And I'm portrayed by Nick Simpson. And I am Trevor Ironjaw. The world is strange right now. But I have given my word. No matter how fate directs me, I shall stand and protect those who cannot protect themselves. Portrayed by Brad Konauer. Thanks, crew. And thank you for joining us at our table. Now, prepare yourselves for Rolling in the Geek. Hello, listeners. Ken, your Game Master here. I want to thank you for joining us here at Rolling in the Geek. We are once again, though, asking you for your support, because through your support, we are able to create content with improved quality and quantity. Check out Rolling of the Geek over on Patreon and choose a tier with rewards that fit you. Every little bit helps us along our path. Now back to three guys who are more excited to game than sleep. Last time on Rolling in the Geek. The B-Team plus Zuriel are surrounded by the swarm of former prisoners. Harkos is able to get away and try to get the next door unlocked, but is unable to in the heat of the moment. Zuriel and Trevor wipe out a handful of the swarm around them and head to the door once Harkos unlocks it with some help from Kingsley. They get out and head down to the next floor. They walk through this dilapidated level, carefully avoiding some traps laid in the floor. They work around the next corridor to see the far wall is knocked out and looks out into the Underdark. 
They investigate, with Harkos actually going as far as to fly out to look into the abyss. He looks towards the bottom of the chasm and sees movement, sporadic and mechanical in nature. He comes back and realizes that it was an illusion, and breaks the spell for himself and Trevor shortly thereafter. As they recover, they hear a door from above them burst open as the swarm breaks through. They rush down to the next floor and look out into the last floor of the dungeon. They see a river of leyline magic cutting through the whole level, which appears to have been under construction when this happened. They try to figure out how to cross, and Harkos flies to the other side if he can see if there's anything helpful over there. As he flies over the river, hands form inside of the leyline and reach up to grab him and pull him underneath the surface. And that is where we pick back up. I think that's actually a good place to call it since Brad misbehaved so poorly at the end of the last episode. <laughs> uh, first things first, though, uh, at, during the post show, the uh, uh, under the trench coat, uh, I went ahead and had our team level up. Uh, so can you gentlemen please go over what you got during your level ups? Nobody, don't, nobody, no, nobody's don't. answering the call. <laughs> nobody's answering the call. Brad, do you want? Do you want to go first? Do you I want, can go first. Okay. So when I leveled up to nine, I got a fifth level spell slot and eight HP. Uh, when I leveled up to ten, because I didn't pick my spells until the end, so <laughs> when I leveled up to ten, I got ten HP. Uh, I can't remember if it was nine or ten. I got an extra cantrip. Uh, so I picked up Spare the Dying, and then for my two fifth level, well, for the two spells that I gained, I got Raise Dead and Greater Restoration. Okay. Uh, Harkos, what did you get? Um, so I got a total of, so for, first of all, uh, Brad and I were both at 74 for our total HP before. He got a total of 18 extra HP. I got a total of 19 extra HP um, between the two levels. I got 8 on my uh, first round of HP, and then I got 11 on the second round uh, for the two levels. Um, I don't get spells, but I get cool monk shit. Um, <clears throat> so at level 9, I got the unarmored movement improvement, which is just fun to say. Uh <laughs> but that gives me the ability to move along vertical surfaces and across liquids on my turn without falling during my move. Um, then at level 10, I got a couple of things. So I got purity of body. So uh, my mastery of key flowing through me makes me immune to disease and poison. And that also gave me unarmored movement. Uh, so my speed, I got a, my speed bonus increases to 20 feet while I'm not wearing armor wielding a shield. So I got an extra five. So Harkus's movement is now 45 Um regular movement and 70 flying uh, my key points are up to 10 now because that's just whatever your monk level is uh, and then Brad and I our initiative or initiative our proficiency is now plus 4 oh I forgot to add in for the basic cleric I got divine intervention at 10th level also yeah we'll see how that works for you that's exactly <laughs> Brad and I talked about that before you got on tonight he was like oh yeah I got this and I was like fat fucking chance that ever works right even as if you have such a small it, percentage yeah, chance yeah. to make it work I was ten, gonna say, or, as ten if, or less on a percentile as yeah, if rolling it wasn't going to be difficult enough even if you landed it 
how how sucky is it going to be for Ken to go, all right, so you got it, but your god is this dragon that's like partially non-existent. <laughs> so I can only give you so much. <laughs> <laughs> but when Brad's level 20, he's just going to be like, Numerath, heal. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong because it doesn't require a roll then. I just automatically succeed. That'd be great. And okay. then we also talked about the potential of getting to twenty, and we didn't we didn't necessarily see it in the cards because we're too cocky. Be- because of death, or just in general, like we don't know how high level we're going to go in this campaign. Number one, and number two, death. Death is always an option. So. Death is always an option. <laughs> Speaking of Arcos, <laughs> rude. Uh, you're flying over the river. And uh, you see a disturbance in the water uh, and hear the boom, boom. Donna. Donna, Donna. Okay, no, that joke did not land. All right, cool. Uh, Can I feel like you jumped the shark on that one? Yeah, thanks. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Uh, That that joke really bit it. Yeah, it didn't really have a whole lot of teeth to it, did it? Kind of got blown out of proportion, I think. If you guys don't stop slapping your jaws around <laughs> and we just play the damn game, I'm going to be pretty... <laughs> I, I hate I hate that I went along with it. I hate myself inside. Uh, and outside. So, you, you see a disturbance in the water. Uh, you see hands form out of the ley line liquid. Reach up and grab for you. So, can you please start off by rolling me a dexterity check. How about how about save? How about you don't say check? How about you say it's a save, you fucking cuck? Uh, I'd say uh, if you want to use acrobatics, you can. No, that's the same. No, no, that's the same. Sure, I'll use acrobatics. Starting out strong, Harkos. That's a total of 15. Okay. It's 11 plus 4. So, <clears throat> you fly along, see the hands reach up, uh, you do an owl barrel roll and shimmy out of the way as they reach up to grab for you. Uh, you feel one, like, graze across your leg, like the hands, like the fingertips just graze along you, but you are just a little fast, a little too fast for it. As you see from behind you, the hand clasp onto nothing and you make it over to the other side safely and without harm. So I'm going to turn around and look at the other two. I know it's not very likely, but please don't try that. Um, <laughs> I just don't just stay there until we figure this out. So Zuriel kind of gets close to you, Trevor. She's, you know, I bet if I did my coin thing, you look pretty muscly. I bet you could hug me across. Oh my god. Um, Not uh, saying that that's what we should do, but I bet you could. uh, Well, I would rather not attempt that unless need be 
I didn't say that you should. I'm just saying it could. I'm just <sighs> saying that I'd rather not try. Okay. It's a shame. You're pushing this red button pretty fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> This is getting to forced feed levels of... <laughs> just do it, Brad. Just fucking hawk her over. Fucking Don't be a do bitch. It. Just do it. Wish you weren't All so right. fucking awkward, bud. So, Harkos, what are you What are you looking for over here? Uh, I just kind of came over here because at the end of the last episode, we were talking about there was stuff on our side and there was kind of stuff over here, but we couldn't get a good eye on it. Uh, like, if there was anything more substantially help, substantially helpful... Um, so I'm just kind of looking at the other stuff that's on this side of the river, uh, to see if we can try and make something semi-stable long enough for Trevor and Zuriel to get across. Hey, why don't you roll, uh, an investigation check, see if there's anything that screams at you. Should have found a way to get Trevor over here, because at least he rolls for worth a shit. You started out. Eleven is not bad. I just rolled another one, so uh, <laughs> plus two to investigation, so that's a total of thirteen. All right. So you kind of poke around on this side of the river. Uh, you see a lot of the same kind of stuff that you saw on the opposite end. Uh, was a lot of like, uh, you know, a lot of like metal bars. Uh, maybe there's some like small plates of of metal for like reinforcement on the walls and that kind of stuff but there's nothing uh there's nothing super different than what you saw on the other side uh on this side though you do find a rack that has uh, a handful of those arcane battery flashlight helmets uh that you all of them the the batteries have died out you do not see any of the like little shining blue battery type things that you had seen in the other ones. Uh, but there's a handful of those and some, you know, miscellaneous like hand tools and equipment. Um, okay. What do we... Hmm... Yeah, see, I don't have, I have, I have nothing. I can get because I, I had the same debate last week. I can get Zuriel across by being like, "Hey, go coin," and I, I get her across. I have no way to get Trevor across other than trying to hoist him across myself. I think that with that amount of weight, you would not be able to correct take flight at all. So, no, I need um. Toravir's wind for that to work. Uh, I I don't know. I get. I guess we just start hodgepodging a fucking bridge together, because that's the only thing we have available to us. Brad, Brad so Trevor, what do you Trevor? Do? I mean, but but it can't touch the 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 river. Because if it touches, it's going to get eaten. Well, it's not. If we lay it across, is it? it, I mean, is this liquid like fucking level pegging with the floor? Uh, 
roll a roll another investigation if uh, if you're having that that thought. Have roll an investigation to see if you can figure out like both, the both depth. of us or if you want to. I mean, you're you're kind of having these thoughts. So hope you see something. Uh, well, I rolled a nat twenty plus my investigation. I rolled a nat twenty. Good because I rolled a four plus two. <laughs> uh, so Trevor, it, it does not look like this is exceptionally deep. Uh, you, it's running more or less even with the floor that's around you, but its movements are somewhat slow, but at times it kind of laps at the edges. Uh, it looks like this is it's actually like cut into the floor, whether it's because of, you know, just kind of natural forces of erosion or if it's like burned through, like corroded through the the stone to kind of make a pathway for itself. Uh, it, that's that's hard to tell, but uh, it's only maybe like three or four feet deep. Uh, and uh, you can use your previous experience with your hammer that it did eat away at the metal a little bit, but it didn't look like it was like mm, going to eat it away at it in seconds. And it was corroding the outside and pitted it, but didn't eat it completely away in that short amount of time. So you get the idea that you have some leeway with time, but it has to be pretty, it still has to be pretty quick whatever you're going to do, if it's going to be touching the Leyline River, it's going to have to be fast. How... How high up is the ceiling in this room? Uh, the ceilings here are 10 feet. there's nothing like on the ceiling right like it's just it's just a rough yeah molded and out of the rock room the the floors above you there was more accoutrement on the ceilings that there was like lanterns that would hang down and that kind of stuff but it looks like construction just didn't get that far here before however this happened happened gotcha All right, Brad, what you want to do? What all is on our side again? There is uh, a large number of metal bars, like what you would make a, you know, a, a jail cell out of like that kind of metal bar. Uh, there's a lot of those. There are also uh, like wheelbarrows uh, and some other kind of like equipment of that sort. Uh, along with like hand tools, hammers, uh, pickaxes, those kind of things. All 
If there's something specific that you're looking for, then I can let you know if it's there. I, I don't have half a clue, so no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, I got nothing. Well, uh, okay. So the bar. So how how far across is the river? The river is uh, 20 feet across. It cuts through almost exactly in the middle of the room. And uh, these bars, since they're for jail cells, they're nowhere near long enough to just stretch across, correct? No. Uh, the the bars are at maximum, like, eight-ish feet. I would say most of them would be shorter than that. Harkos dips his toe in the river. Oh, you're I fucking pondered that too, like removing my armor and stuff and holding it above my head. <laughs> uh, Harkos, roll a charisma saving throw for me. <laughs> Great. Third 11 of the night for a total of 12 on the charisma. You dip your toe in and your mind becomes foggy. Shit. And you kind of like try to shake away this fog like that seems like kind of an odd reaction from you dipping your toe in. And then as you kind of shake it out, you hear, sweetheart, are you okay? And when you open your eyes, you're standing in the kitchen to a treehouse. A Kenku woman is seated at a table with pancakes on plates in front of her uh, as she opens up the tap that she drove into the tree to let some syrup out. I don't have time for these games. What games? We I was just making breakfast for you. You're not. Well, first and foremost, you're not real. And then and secondly, due to recent understandings of things, you're not the true face of my mother. Does it really matter if I'm not real? In this moment, yes, because my friends are currently dying. And I am wasting time fighting a fantasy I don't want to leave. Exactly. You don't have to leave. I do. See it reach that she reaches her hand out to you. I may not be real, but I can still love you. Um, 
Let me love you. Uh, Harkos bats the hand away. Go ahead and roll the charisma save again with sir, advantage. Sir, you're an owl. Eat my entire ass. <laughs> nope. If I didn't make it on the first one, I didn't make it on either of those. Well, on my advantage. So I rolled a 10 plus one and a five plus one. Oh. It looks shocked. And she takes a moment and you see her smile and say, you say that you want to leave, but you're not going. Oh, God. You know, I texted Jen and said, I'll try not to kill Harkos tonight. It's bad omen for me to type that. All right, fine then. Why would you say that? Because I'm scared, Ken, and I don't know what kind of shit's about to happen. Uh, I don't know what kind of... A- anyway, Trevor, by the way, you, uh, uh, you watched as Harkos dipped a talon in, and you saw his eyes just go completely blank and white. Fuck. As he fell face first into the river. No, no. All right. So uh, I mean, that answers that question. Oh god. Uh, oh god. She makes the comment about you're not going, and Harkos goes, "All right, fine then," and like abruptly scoots as like chair out from the table and stands up. I'll leave, and starts trying to find his way out of the treehouse. I. Uh, you open up a door. Oh God! And I, uh, I, you're, you, you remember some of your previous dream. Yeah. I. Uh, so you, there was one door that led up into the bedrooms that you remember coming into the kitchen, which is the closest one to you. On the other side, past her, there is another door that you have not gone through in this. <sighs> I go to that door. I've. I feel very deja vu talking to Ken about doors in my mind. <laughs> and I I hate it just as much now as I did then. Uh so you walk past her and uh you feel her reach up and brush her hand over your arm. Please, Harkos, don't. Oh my god. I feel like he falters for a moment. And then as he reaches for the door, he kind of glances over his shoulder and just restates again. You're you're not real. And the things that I'm taking care of right now are not worth losing over this. You reach out and you grab the handle. As you turn it, go ahead and roll another charisma save with advantage. (laughs) Why? Just kill me. Just fucking kill me. It's a lot easier to deal with than rolling these. So that's a seven plus one. Oh, God. That's a, okay, that's an 18. Okay. Jesus Christ. You grab the handle, you turn it, and open the door, and standing in the doorway is a massive, broad-shouldered, silver alacocra. 
who looks at you with a concerned and confused look. It kind of cocks, he kind of cocks his head at you. And as he opens up his mouth to speak, you erupt out from the river and are flung back up onto shore. Well, that was terrifying. Are you okay? Uh, 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 I mean, uh, technically it's an option. It's just a really sucky one. (laughs) In case you were wondering. Um, judging by, we, we heard the horde break through a door. Yeah. Yes. You have not heard any further progression from them, but you were also, (gasps) you know, deep. Can I, judging by how far we've gone and the last, and, and, and the door that they would have broke through that we heard, can I like make a rough estimate of like our time frame by chance? It depends on how long it takes them to get through the rest of the doors that were left in stable enough condition. Uh, you know, you have, uh, I, I think it's going to be really hard for you to tell that exactly, like, or to even kind of ballpark it. Uh, probably a lot quicker than you'd like. Okay. Uh, the reason I ask is because I have the fabricate spell. Now, I, I picked it up forever ago because I was going to fabricate what's-his-nuts head into a shield, but I didn't do it. Um, it's a little on the morbid side. I'm kind of glad you didn't. <laughs> yeah, well, he pissed me off. Anyways, by a fabricate, I was thinking because it says, uh, never mind, it says raw materials and the bars wouldn't be raw materials. No. Shit. Oh, well, I, okay, for, first question I have, what is jump distance based on? What what stat is that based on again? So, like, a how do you running, calculate jump? A, a running long jump, I think, is your strength score in distance. Oh. Uh, like, a high jump is your strength modifier. If I'm remembering correctly. So I could make it short of two feet. So when you so when you say my strength score, so you're saying like if I have thirteen, I I can jump thirteen feet, right? If I do with, with, a running a long running, jump, uh, yeah, a running long jump. I can jump one, eighteen. Give me one second. Yeah, but I can step of the wind and jump twenty six. Damn. I feel like we need to be on your side of the river, though. I I know. But if I can get back to your side of the river, because so so that's that's one thing I have. I don't know how to utilize that, but that's one. But you could fly again. I know, but I can't. So the other option I have, which is very silly, it's big shenanigan energy. Ken said there's like wheelbarrows and shit on your side. So what if you coined (laughs) what if you don't jump ahead of me. (laughs) What if you coin Zuriel and grab some of the some of the bars 
Yes. And uh and Venice your way a la wheelbarrow across the river. That's probably our best bet. <laughs> I mean if you if you're too much of a bitch to just walk through it, that's fine. Trevor starts taking his armor off. <laughs> I mean, that's that's our those are those are really our only options, because I, I mean, th- my, my initial thought was that like the poles and stuff, my I didn't remember from last week that they were the jail bars. So I was like, we'll just build something a- across the top of it uh, that we can mod podge together. Then you guys just hurry across it. Well, we can't do that with any of the stuff we got. Uh, so the next thought was, well, we should just block it up. Can't fucking do that. There's, there's too much space. We don't have enough stuff. There's no way we can block it up for any amount of time that would be safe. So I was like, well, what if you held the wheelbarrow in front of you and just like kind of what doesn't that doesn't help either. So I got stuck on the wheelbarrow thing. And so then I tried. I was like, well, maybe I'll just see how much it actually hurts me. Didn't fucking hurt me at all. Just stole fucking seven minutes of my life. Um, So, I mean, you could attempt to charisma roll your way across, uh, but that's on you. Uh, Or or you can grab a wheelbarrow pop it in there, pop Trevor in the wheelbarrow, and then, yeah. uh... Yeah, I think that's... that's row your way option. across the river. I think that's going to be it, the option. As it tries to devour your wheelbarrow. Because if you were going to walk it, I could try and, like, throw you a rope that you could tie off to yourself and... Like... If I could get Zuriel before you go there, and then Zuriel and I can try and, like, pull you across while you're suffering, if you even suffer at all. But I, other than that, I got I got nothing. I don't feel like there's enough shit in here. Which, honestly, makes me feel like, number one, we're rolling shit. Number two, we may have missed something. Number three, Ken doesn't want us to be here, and we're brute-forcing it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I don't know where else the fuck we would go. So, yeah, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the wheelbarrow. So, are you basically trying to use the wheelbarrow like a gondola? Yep. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, Zario, uh, uh, bear with me. I, uh, I I think perhaps I may have a plan, uh, but I'll need you to turn into a coin. No, I'm not throwing you. It's just a shame. I, it, shame, I, I, she says. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Serial. You don't know what you're talking about. Now, my concern is that perhaps you have a plan? Well, you see, I'm going to grab that wheelbarrow and a pole, and we're going to boat our way across This sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, agreed. Do you have better ones? Nope. Okay. Please don't drop me. I don't want to. Do you want me to throw you? Do you trust yourself to throw me? No, but if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Either way, we have a chance of you falling in the water. The magic. The ley line. Got there in the end. You you 
you do what you feel is best. And you see that she reaches up, does a wave, and you see her skin turn gold as she starts to, like, fold in on herself until you hear plink and she falls and spins on the ground like a coin. Cool, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, of course you are. <laughs> roll, uh, I, I, roll a strength check. Just a check? Yeah, you All don't right. have proficiency in throw coin that right. is actually person across river. I'm going to guidance myself first. <laughs> Can it be used on a check? Uh, it says you touch one willing creature once before the spell ends. The target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to one ability check of its choice. Okay, cool. That's fun. Let's do it. <laughs> so here we go. There's that. I'm not looking at it until I roll the d4. I mean, that works. That's a 19. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Is there anything in particular you were aiming for or just trying to get her across? Harkos. Okay. So, Thanks for putting you, that in my lap, you fuck. <laughs> you, you, uh, like you're trying to skip a rock. You're holding it in that same orientation that it's like flat. You like sidearm the coin and it just spins so gracefully across the river. And Harkos, you're like staring at him. You see this all happen. And you see the coin come at you. What do you want to do? <laughs> uh, mm. uh, mm. I have more shenanigans. <laughs> Could I shout? Zuriel, the plan's gone to crap. Come out. <laughs> so that she manifests as a person and I don't have to try and catch the tiny coin. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's see how this goes. And hopefully she keeps some modicum <laughs> of momentum. <laughs> Give me a sec here. I feel like that's how the transitive property works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm certain Einstein would sign with, side with me on this. Okay, so uh, about three quarters of the way over, uh, she transforms back, looks at you in midair, and then collides with you. Oh, thank God. <laughs> and you both fall to the ground in a very awkward position. Hello. Hi. She looks back over at Trevor and then back at you. Welcome. The, pl the plan didn't... The plan didn't go to crap. No... I just didn't have a lot of faith in my ability to catch you. I've been um, having performance anxiety down here. So I thought maybe catching you would be easier than catching um, small you. Do you feel good about your choices? 
I mean, you're alive, so... Yes. Yes, but I, I am also pretty heavy. And my bones are hollow, I'm aware. She's just staring at you, like she's just full on top of you, staring at you. Just saying nothing. You can get off and stand up at any time that you please. This is what you wanted, isn't it? I wanted you across the Leyline River. You're here now. Maybe stand up so when Trevor fails we can attempt a rescue mission. You know, I hate to say it, I'm actually really comfy. Oh, God. I'll get up. She slides off of you and stands up. Oh, thank you. She she reaches a hand down to help you up. I take it and get up. She she pulls you a little too hard. Oh, God. You realize we're still next to the river? <sighs> okay. Phase one complete. Wish I would have known about phase one, but phase one is done. Yeah, I guess he didn't really yell out and tell you that he was going to throw me, did he? Nope. Hmm. I just had to decide in the moment how to deal with his actions. But I guess that's where we thrive as a team. In the moment. So Zuriel will yell back across and like, Come on in, Trevor. The water's fine. It's not. Uh. All right, I'm going to give this a go. Here we go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, uh, uh. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Boat my way across. So tell me how you're, are you just dropping the uh, the wheelbarrow yep. in? Yep. And then you're just going to mount and like yep. push yourself with a stick? Yep, and try to balance with the stick too. Cause... Okay, so can I can I say that Harkos watching this am, am, is Harkos allowed to interject with this plan? I mean, they kind of made the plan over there. I mean, this whole thing could have been happening while while she was on top of you. That's up to Trevor. I'm sure. Well, basically, Ken's trying to gauge, did you see Zuriel make it and then start instigating everything? Or did you wait until we were no, all the I way up? No, I saw Zuriel to- make it and, and before I before I did anything, because I wanted to make sure she was okay. So more than likely, time-wise, to not be cheaty dickheads, you're mostly done uh, setting this all up anyway, so me getting it ready, yeah. Me interjecting would would matter not. So, Trevor, you drop the wheelbarrow in, and as soon as parts of it hit the ley line, you can hear it start to sizzle. Yep, hustling. All right, uh, go ahead and roll. Uh, let's call it an athletics check to see how quickly you're able to start pushing yourself along. Eleven. Does guidance only work for the one? Yep. Got it. So you're not going very fast. Luckily, the current isn't very strong, so you're not getting pushed very far away. Uh, But you are certainly not going very fast. You make it about five feet. Yay. More sizzling. Go ahead and roll another one. Oh, that's better. That's a 15. Okay. 15, uh, you kind of realize that you're 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 probably not going to make it if you keep on going at that pace. Mm-hmm. So you start putting a little bit more umph into it. You make it another 10 feet. You're about five feet away from shore. Quote, unquote, shore. Quote so unquote. roll me another one, unless you have some other foolery that you're wanting to do. Uh, 23. OK, uh, so with one last push of the pole, you shove the wheelbarrow towards towards the quote unquote shore. You hit and you jump off right as there is a large hole that starts to open up in the side and the thing completely sinks down. Yeah. Yep. That was terrible. Um, Not what you did, just having to do all of it uh should we get i would like to leave this room i don't i don't want to stay near this 
case it reaches for us again. Uh, agreed. We we need to move. Okay, so you go back through, or you you continue on down uh, this corridor. Uh, I guess it's not so much a corridor. Uh, but you get to the other side uh, opposite where you entered into this this whole area. Uh, you can see that there where a door was supposed to be placed, but has not been that uh, was never like fully installed. Uh, and then the corridor branches off to the right and left from here. There is no sign. You've seen signs for like, you know, saying which cell blocks these were in the prior floors, but there is nothing that has been hung here. So you either have to the right or to the left. Can uh, I perf- can I perform another survival check to see to do what I did earlier and see if one of the directions feels cooler? Like colder, temperature-wise? Give it a whirl. Nope. Everything kind of feels cold. Trevor and Harkos die just then. (laughs) Uh, Nat one. Everything feels very cold. Uh... You don't know if it's maybe something with the Leyline River is almost like sucking heat away, but it's it's downright chilly up in here right now. And so telling the difference between one path or another, really, there's nothing that's different. Um, does anyone have a preference? Which direction did we go every time? It's been the same direction, hasn't it's it? It's always been it's always been to the left. I I say we still go left. Left it is. Okay, so you head to the left. I uh, and unlike previous iterations of this, there's not another path that goes down another cell block. Uh, that you go to the left, you see an open doorway that you can see more of this river uh, where you would in previous floors that you went across to get to the next set of spiral stairs. Uh, but there's not another door at the, the far end there. Uh, in front of you is a open archway that looks more rough than the other doorways that have been set in all of here, almost like it was, uh, like, knocked out. Uh, There's no stairs in this one, that it's just a carved pathway. Cat, do you really need to be messing with stuff right now? You are very distracting. Yeah. So what do you gentlemen want to do? Um, I guess, I mean, just cautiously approach the archway. Yeah. 
you look through the archway and there are two paths uh, and, and in a very tight, awkward space. Uh, there's one path that leads very steeply up and another path that is a gradual down. Yep, the down. So you head to, let's call it the right, uh, that's a sloping path or gentle slope down. Uh, you walk along this path for some amount of time. It kind of zigs and zags a little bit. The stone is a lot more rough hewn here. It's not as finely shaped as what you saw through all of the dungeon. Uh, as you do, you start to see light ahead of you kind of shining through into this into this tunnel. You proceed onward for another 100, maybe 150 feet until you finally do see a doorway. Uh, no door blocking your path, just open into some sort of lighted room. Cautiously approach the doorway. Hey, you make it to this doorway and it takes some time for your eyes to adjust because this is a lot brighter than anything else that you've seen down here. But you're looking out into a library. There's tall wooden shelves holding stacks and stacks of books. Many of them appear badly deteriorated. Uh, you get this like moldy, earthy smell that wafts into your nose from this room. Uh, even on the floors, you can see like puddles that have probably been sitting here for quite some time. Uh, kind of acrid water that's pooled on the floor. And in the center, there is a large fire, not like an unmaintained wildfire, but just in a fire pit, this continual bonfire that is lighting the room. Uh, above it is a set of mirrors that is casting the light through the entire room. Uh, lining the walls is a number of benches uh, that have all kinds of materials that have been placed down on them. There's some open books that have all been badly deteriorated. Uh, adorning the walls <clears throat> are mosaic tiled patterns of dragons. Seems like each section is devoted to a different Methuselah. Uh, you have all of the colors represented all of the metallic, all of the colored, the, the chromatic dragons are all represented in some way here. Uh, go ahead and roll an investigation for me to see if there's anything that jumps out at you as you're looking across all these. Seven. Um. <sighs> um, ten. Okay. Uh, uh, 
what I gave you is what you got. <laughs> With my seven, that's what I get, man. So what do you want to do? <sighs> um fuck. Uh Arcos is going to take um a healing potion out of his bag and drink it. Are are you badly hurt? I'm hurt, okay? I don't need to tell you what how bad it is because we're not in a fight. You can't tell me what to do. Um I just feel like the actions that I want to take next could hurt me more than I already am. And I don't want to be hurt. Okay. Well, Where go I? ahead and go ahead and roll your healing off of that. Seems like you're casually looking upon this like, I need a drink. Oh, fuck, bud. So I can't roll D20s, but D4s, I'm fucking on. I got three fours and a three. Damn. Damn. So that's what, 16 and then the plus four is 20. So I got 23 hit points off that. Damn. Yeah, that was worth it. Okay. So Harkles will do that. Uh, recork the bottle and put it back in his pack just because I don't want to fucking leave it here. Not that I have some nefarious purpose for keeping an empty potion bottle. You're kind of making it sound like there's a nefarious purpose to keep Well, I'm not writing it down bottle. in my inventory, so if I try to bullshit something later, tell me that it <laughs> fell out of my pack. Um... You just didn't want a litter. I can appreciate I didn't want to, because my brain told me that Harkos chugs it, then it goes, all right, let's do this shit, and throws it on the ground, but I don't want to crash a fucking glass bottle on the ground either. Uh, so Harkos will drink that, and then honestly, he'll look at uh, the other two, which Zuriel would probably fucking not, um, but he, I have one more, and he'll be like, "Any anyone else need a top-off thing before things get too crazy? Um, I'm I'm good for now. Thank you. She takes a flask out of her pocket and takes a sip off of it. That's that's not a healing potion, but perhaps we hold on to those. I'll uh, cure wounds myself with one of my fifth level slots. <sighs> Burning the big boys. <laughs> yeah. I don't uh, have a whole lot I can do in combat with those, so Um. So after that, uh, Harkos is gonna go. All right, and walk out into the room. Hey, you walk. You walk out into the room. I uh, again that that moldy smell is is super powerful. Like these books are rotting. Uh, it looks like there's probably with all the pooled moisture and stuff that this probably was not. It, this was definitely not in the design. Uh, it seems like just age and disuse have allowed shit to creep in here and that there was probably some sort of flood or something that came through and that's where all this moisture has come from. Uh, but there's like no movement or anything inside of the room. I got 34 HP off of it. Damn. I get three, three, fuck yourself. I was half health. Had to one up me. 
I mean, no, you get a badass roll on a healing potion. He's just like, uh, cure wounds. Man. I was super low. <laughs> um. So. Is, is, I mean, is there a way through this room? I mean, there's plenty of ways through the room that these uh, these bookshelves are, you know, basically like creating pathways through, but they're so full that you can't really see to the other side. But there's plenty, there's at least like three different paths that you can see through these bookshelves. Uh, that, you know, you're assuming if it's laid out like any typical library that, you know, probably no matter which path you take, you're going to end up, you can pretty much end up in the same places. Um, did you, did you, did you hear Ken there? I, I heard it. He said, he said, uh, it's, the, it seems like no matter which pathway you took, you could pretty much end up in the same places. Split the bird. You've all been in a fucking library before. You know how this bullshit works. <laughs> Jesus. Not everything that I do is 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 mean. Bullshit. I no okay. one said it was mean. I did. Oh, Nick did. Just now. Vicariously through the comments that you two are making. I didn't even have to say it. I can just confirm or deny things that you say and say it through you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, let's go down the center one. Okay. I'm following. Hey, you walk down the center uh, and you walk underneath uh, and maybe I'm just doing a poor job at, at explaining the, the room, but like the bookshelves are actually like creating walls and sections yeah. inside of here. And so when you walk through like the middle section, it's actually like an archway built into the bookcase that you that you walk through. Uh, so you walk through in front of you is another another large bookcase that continues on the tunnel. Uh, the quote unquote tunnel that's made with the bookshelf arches. Uh, and after you cross through that next one, there is a small study area that's set up here that there's four tables that run lengthwise down the aisle. Uh, but as you kind of look to your left and right, to your left, you see a hunched over figure at one of the tables. Mm. Not moving. Okay, so Arquis is going to ready his spear and creep up behind this thing and tap it on the shoulder. You tap it on the shoulder and you feel bones. Like, and it does not move or react to what you did. So I'll creep around to the front of it. Hey. I you creep around and look at the front of it and the reason that you felt bones is because that's all that's left uh, I mean, the we had figure, to fight a pretty rough skeleton not too long ago so I trust this zero the, the figure is hunched over laid face first down on the table 
uh, there is an open book in front of it and a quill in its hand. I would like to pull the book away from it and attempt to presumably read whatever they died writing. Okay. Uh, written on the page in beautiful script is last recorded thoughts of Legilimens head wizard to the construction of the King's Keep Dungeons. This is basically the last journal entry for this person as they were dying here. I, I forgive me for the, the kind of uh, maudlin nature of this writing, but since I have thus far found no way out and my spell book was lost in the river, there's little that I can do. We thought that this would be a good idea. Let's dig these dungeons deep so that if anybody got in here and was trying to get out, that there was multiple steps that they would have to take to get in there. No matter what, a guard could close a door, seal off a section, and be done. What we did not expect was the river. Drips were our constant source of confusion, laughter, trying to figure out what it was. And then those drips got louder. And then one day while we were trying to weaken the western wall so that we could build in the next row of cells, it just burst and flooded the room. I, apparently, was the only one to escape. I sit here, having gone for at least two weeks without food, and the only water that I've been able to scrounge is whatever I can get off of the walls that seem to be seeping somewhat. Guess we didn't do a great job at building these, either. I can't help but think of all the mistakes that were made in this construction, all the corners that we cut to try to get it done faster. But, such as it is. Hopefully, the people have learned their lesson from this. Hopefully somebody made it up the other side where I was not able to reach and informed anyone of what happened. I just hope that and the script trails off from there. So Harkos just kind of tosses it on the table. We'll say he read that aloud. So that's exciting. Uh, 
bodes super well. Great omens <laughs> and all that. Um, is there... So, uh, this figure was hunched off to the left when we came into this little study area. Is there a way through the... Cause it, excuse me, hang on. Uh, excuse me. Um, there wasn't any other things of note in here, yeah? No, there was just other tables with other, like, kind yeah. of rotting books that were placed upon them. Uh, looks like this guy probably did a lot of reading while he was, uh, while he was trapped here. Uh, but there's nothing else of significance that's in this aisle. Alright, um, is there a, is there forward? Uh, yes. Uh, so you, you, uh, are you gonna go ahead and head down that way? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you head down that way. Uh, you head through the next, uh, the next archway into the bookshelves, and uh, you you can kind of look forward and see probably three or four more of these, and then you can see the wall now on the other side. Uh, each one of the of the aisles has uh, like a chandelier that's lighting the aisle. <laughs> Uh, that the candles are lit. The The first section had like that bonfire and then the chandeliers are the light source continuing on from here. Uh, but at the after the fourth bookshelf here, like the, this path that you're walking, then there is a stone wall, but you're only getting a limited perspective on it because of because of the archways. I mean, I guess we'll just I mean, he, there, there's these pauses where we need to tell you what we're doing, and me saying keep going forward feels more and more like the wrong thing to do. Right? Every time we fucking like, you explain a bunch of shit, and you're like, "All right, what are you doing?" The the same the same thing. Okay, explain stuff. What do you want to do now? More of the same? Yeah, sure. That sounds great. Does it though? Does it? Because <laughs> I don't feel like it does anymore. Uh, so you walk forward through these last few bookshelves. Uh, there's no more bodies, and and you know similarly, there's books that are out and kind of stacked along the, uh, you know, on the tables that you can presume that Legilimens, the the wizard that you just read the excerpt from, uh, stuff that he laid out because it doesn't look like any of this has been touched in a long, long time. Uh, but as you get past that last bookshelf, there is a tall stone wall that's there. Uh, go ahead and roll perception checks for me. Uh, 23. 13. Uh, so, Trevor... You're, you get out from this archway and see the large stone wall, kind of look around at the bookshelves, which again, all of the books have been deteriorated. You can't even like read what's on the spine. 
except for one. At about chest height, there is a blue book that doesn't look like it's rotting, doesn't look like it's damaged at all. Pick it up. Uh, so you reach for it, you grab a hold of it and try to pull it, and it seems stuck. Pull harder. <laughs> Go ahead and roll a strength check for me. I just add my ability mod, right? Yes. 16. Hey, okay. uh, so it takes some effort, but you pull on this book and you feel the back part of it lean forward and you hear chunk, 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 chunk. And then you hear the sound of stone scraping on stone. Oh, dear. Uh, and from behind you, directly behind you, set into the wall, there is a small section of stone, about five feet tall, that slides off to the side and exposes a doorway. I suppose we go this way. Yeah. Feels yeah. right. I guess on the plus side, if uh, the horde makes it down here, maybe they won't be smart enough to find this one. That's assuming that the horde can actually cross the bullshit that we just crossed. Yep. Though it would be somewhat entertaining to see a whole horde of former prisoners fall into ley lines. Or terrifying, because who knows what would happen if they contacted. Maybe we don't want to see that. <laughs> well, the ley line would be quite pleased. Still trying to get over that one. Okay. Uh, into the creepy door? Yes. Into the creepy door. Yep. You... Um. You walk through the door. <laughs> did, did you just sigh? Is the door sighing? Yeah, I feel, I feel like the longer this podcast goes on, Harkos just becomes more and more Marvin the depressed android. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the doors are programmed to have a cheery disposition. Awful, isn't it? I... Uh, <sighs> So you, you walk through, uh, and it's almost like you hit a pressure plate on the other side that as soon as you step through, that the door starts closing up behind you, uh, effectively sealing you off from the horde just in case they do get across the river. You walk through this tunnel, and as you continue further, the more apparent the noises that you're hearing are. There's something happening further down. You hear rhythmic chanting of many voices speaking on top of each other. Trevor, go ahead and roll a perception check. Seventeen. Okay. You can tell that this is some form of draconic, the words that you're hearing, but it's in a dialect that you've 
never encountered during your uh, college elective study of Draconic. Interesting. But you can tell that the base is that language. Definitely Draconic. It's definitely Draconic. It's just a dialect that you, you don't understand. At least not with the 17, you know. Uh, <laughs> but what you can tell is that there's quite a few voices. It's not, it's not just a couple. There, there are many. Uh, moving on in, I suppose. You walk down the path and you eventually see light at the proverbial end of the tunnel. You creep forward, I'm assuming not wanting to directly announce your presence yet in this moment. You creep forward as quietly as you can. And you get to the doorway and you peek out and it's almost like a coliseum that they're seating all around a central platform the center of the platform you see standing Cyraxis the queen mother of uh, of Aetherport standing there surrounded by ten cloaked and hooded figures kneeled and chanting walking around this outside circle you see almost like he's hunting is Rhyme (laughs) you see him checking in and making sure that the chants are going well. You see him flipping pages for people as they're reading off of these off of these these books that are laid in front of them. And next to uh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. In between Cyraxis and these cultists are Phil Evelyn and Captain Kirby. Of course. Laying unconscious, but you can see this blue energy being pulled off of them and into Cyraxis. And that, my friends. Yep. Is where we're going to go ahead and call it for tonight. Of course it is. Well, just means that next episode, some crazy shit's going to (sighs) happen. So you have that to look forward to. Sure it does. (sighs) Why are you so bitter? Anyway... Thank you all very much for joining us at our table. Uh, If you're enjoying what you're listening to, we would kindly ask that you show us some support. Uh, The first way that you can do it is 
doing something as simple as just buying us a coffee. Uh, if you go to ko-fi.com and search for Rolling in the Geek, you can do a one-time donation there. Uh, the other way that you can show us some support is through Patreon. We are good little warlocks and offer up sacrifices to our patrons, depending on the tier that you choose. And speaking of sacrifices, John, this is your weekly sacrifice. Thank you. Brad, where can these fine folks get in touch with us? You can subscribe to our newsletter on our website at rickgeekpodcast.com to keep up with all things Rolling in the Geek. Or you can find us on any of your favorite ear bacon stations. Also, we're very active on Twitter. And if you want to talk to a bunch of rad content creators, podcasters, artists, and all around cool people, you can join us in the Underground Oracle Discord through the link on our website. Thank you very much, Brad. Nick, this week, because I had this thought earlier about Richard and I liked it, so I'm running with it. This week, Nick, you are the sound arcane archer fighter with your enchanted arrows or cursor you are (laughs) able to you are able to with pinpoint accuracy fire the shot off to clear the nasty audio for our lovely listeners can you please knock us up something fun to go out on? Which now sounds like you're going to make our podcast pregnant. But you also knock an arrow, so... I just I just fired one across the bow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Hootie Hoo from Nick and Harkos as... Uh, uh, we weren't quite sure what to do in episode 92. Um, I think that's a fair, uh, yeah, that's a fair all around 92. was very solid synopsis. That could be my thing, but the team's got no idea what's going on. Please enjoy. Uh, Tune in next week as um, Cyraxis sucks out all the glee from episode 93. Uh, This week... I don't know. I wrote a song. I write a song every week. I don't really have anything to say about this one. Um, I was watching something before. I was I was finishing a video that I was watching, and I was like, I need to write a song after this. And there was a song in the video. I was like, I'll do fuck it. I'll do that song. So I did. Uh, we'll see how it goes. Without further ado, episode ninety-two parody. Wake up from a long rest feeling much less <laughs> shitty. Grab my weapons and my potions, because today might be gritty. Before we leave, pay our tab from the bar last night, because we plan on getting rowdy, trying to start a fight. We, <laughs> we can't stop, won't flop, gotta lift the morale up. This place needs some grace, so it's baddies we will face. Rick Geek on the mic. So you know the top's about to blow. Oh, 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 oh. That's right. We will fight all day and all night. Save him. Save her. Stop the evil conqueror. Rick Geek's here to stay. And we do it the real play way. Oh, 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 oh. That's it. It's a short one. <laughs> Very nice. A little rendition from K dollar sign ha. 
I, I, I always like when you just get random inspiration on things. Yeah. You just like hear something, you're like, yeah, I'm doing that one. <laughs> yeah. There's no reasoning behind it. This is just what happened. And sometimes uh, they come out great. Like that one just kind of flowed out and it was it was it was OK. Other times I get a song and I get about halfway through and I'm like, man, this fucking sucks. I wish I didn't pick this. And I, I man through it anyway. <laughs> oh, those three are a hoot. Um, so we're going to cut away for a quick commercial break. Make sure you tune in and uh, stay dialed in to Channel 69 WRITG News right here. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.